Hey, how you doing? My name's Greg Knapp, and this is Find Your Purpose, Live Your Passion. Today on the podcast, Go Big or Go Home is horrible advice. Do this instead. And seven steps to having more time for what you want to do. Ready? Let's go. You know how you sometimes feel stuck? Like you're drifting through life, going through the motions? You know you were created for something more, that an average life just isn't enough for you. Then you're in the right place. Find your purpose. Live your passion. Let's go. Okay, you probably heard the go big or go home. You've probably seen it on a t-shirt or heard it at some kind of sporting event. It's horrible advice. And it's horrible advice because sometimes you get so overwhelmed, you just go home. I mean, who knows how many dreams and goals you have left unrealized because you just went home. See, sometimes we aim too high, too fast. And then we start shooting all over ourselves. You start saying, I should have gotten more done. I should have been smarter. I should have started that business. I should have achieved my goal already. I shouldn't have eaten that entire pizza and pint of ice cream all by myself. Wait, is that just me? Or you start thinking the dream is just too big for you. You don't know how to do it. You don't even know all the things you need to know in order to start doing it. You can't see how to get from where you are to where you want to be. And you just start comparing yourself to experts who've been doing it for decades, and you think you'll never be like them. You can't. I can't. We can't. It's just too much. Really, all that is just so destructive, especially that eating the whole pizza thing. You should really stop doing that. There's a much better way to think about big dreams and goals. I heard an interview where a world-class female athlete was asked, how did you accomplish so much? Her reply, you know, I didn't really have lofty goals when I started. I just wanted to get good enough and make enough money to feed my dog. Once I did that, I set higher goals. Now I set goals I couldn't have dreamed of before. Yes, she created a goal, achieved it, created momentum, and then got so much confidence that her goals became bigger and bigger, and now they're enormous. See, when you're just starting out, or feeling down, or maybe you're even feeling depressed, your mind will not believe that you can go big, so you go home. Go big or go home can be wrong and discouraging. Here's what you do. Start, build, then go big. See, if you can just begin, that might be enough to get your mind to start to believe. Then you can keep going. Then you believe even more. Then you start setting some more ambitious goals. Then you start enjoying the process of becoming who you want to be. And the goals get bigger and bigger and bigger. Just like that world-class athlete. She went small, won, went bigger, won again. And now she goes large. She sends other people home. I like what Michael Cordes says about it. One way to keep momentum going is to have constantly greater goals. So don't get me wrong. Setting big goals is an awesome thing to do. Just don't let the size of them paralyze you from taking action. Don't become discouraged because you didn't change the world in a day. Instead, take your bigger goals and break them down. Create smaller goals to get there. Action plans for the next day, week, month, six months, year, five years. Take action every day. And that's how you watch your small steps turn into something big. But the key is to set an attainable goal and get started today. I love what Benjamin Franklin said about it. You may delay, but time will not. And here's the other side of it. I had a friend of mine who spoke very eloquently to me about grace. He reminded me, we are all flawed. No matter how much we try, we make mistakes. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and it's okay. Give yourself some grace. 
Give your friends and family some grace. Take a breath. If you've had a tough time or two, budget some time for a pity party if necessary. Just not too long. Then regroup. And then go. So here's a question for you on this one to email me or send a voicemail via Spotify. My email is greg at gregorybnap.com in the show notes. What small goal eventually led to something you didn't think you could accomplish? If this podcast resonates with you, I've got a favor to ask and a gift to give. Subscribe or follow and rate the show and get three people to listen. Ask them to get three people to listen. Once you've done that, email me personally, greg at gregorybnap.com. Let me know you've done it, and I will give you a gift. Okay, I've got something great for you. Seven steps to having more time for what you want to do. Now, there's a lot here. So I put the link to my blog post about this in the show notes so you can go back and reference it. Here we go. Everybody gets 24 hours in a day, yet some seem to get more done in the same amount of time. The question is, how? Well, the place to start is to figure out how you currently spend your time. And that is the precise way to talk about it. We spend time. Or we waste it. Benjamin Franklin said time is money, but I disagree. Time is more valuable than money. See, you can make more money. You can't make more time. But Greg... You said you were going to give me steps to save some time, and now you're telling me you can't make time. Come on. Well, we can't make time, but we can invest it and spend it wisely and free up your time for what's most important. And that's what we're going to do. But before you spend time being efficient, make sure you're being effective. You know, at what's important to you. Are you spending most of your time on what you want to become and do? So the first thing to do is find out. Leonardo da Vinci said, time stays long enough for those who use it. Step one, keep a log of how you spend your work and leisure time for one full week. Greg, you're killing me. We're talking about how little time we have, and you want me to use some of it logging how I spend it? Yes, I do. Trust me a little. You will be shocked. I'm telling you shocked at some of the things you are spending your time on. I know I was when I did this. Write down how you spend Every minute of the day, everything, sleeping, getting ready for work, commute time, how much time you spend on different tasks at work, talking with colleagues, water cooler stuff, lunch, dinner, family time, television, email, web surfing, social media, golf, workouts, going out with friends, church, phone calls. Ah, ah. I know it can be tiresome to do this, but we're only going to do it for one week just to see how your time goes. It is worth it. Now, at the end of the week, review your list. Which activities on your list do you like doing? Which ones do you like doing? Which ones do you hate doing? Which ones are you really good at? And which ones are a struggle for you? Make note of that. I love what Zig Ziglar said about our time. Lack of direction, not lack of time is the problem. We all have 24-hour days. Let's figure out where we're using those 24 hours. Here are a couple apps you can use to help you track your time. There's Forest, Rescue Time, Toggle without the E, Clockify. Check them out, see which one works best for you you will be shocked. Step two, avoid time sucks. Take a look at your list now that you made about how you've been using your time. What are you doing that is truly a waste of time? Now look, we all need to relax and recharge, but are you doing it purposefully? You need to be strategic in your choices. Look at all the extra time you're going to have to do the things that really matter to you. Let's take a look at our time sucks. TV. You know Americans watch an average of four hours of TV a day? What? So don't channel surf. Plan the few shows you actually want to watch. 
Don't just binge Netflix. Search for a specific movie or show to watch once or twice a week. Or just don't watch it all. Now, I know it sounds crazy, but if you try it for a week, you might not miss it very much, and you will not believe how much time you now have for better things. How about the internet and social media? Oh, man. I know you think it's just a break or something to do while you're bored. I'm just going to check TikTok. I'm just going to look at my YouTube shorts. I'm going to check out my gram. But before you know it, you've been scrolling for an hour. So schedule your internet time and set a timer when you log on. By the way, boredom can be a good thing. It can give you quiet time to actually think and contemplate and come up with great ideas or maybe even solutions to some of the problems that have been rattling around in your head. Don't try to fill every second of your day with some type of input. Our brains actually need some downtime to be able to think. Another time suck? Email. Now look, I know you need email. Everybody uses email. But every email does not have to be responded to the second you receive it. This can really distract you from your important focus. How can you do deep work if you're interrupted all day long? You just don't want to react to other people. You want to be proactive. So what if you made this the signature on your email? It's on mine. It says this. In order to be as effective and efficient as possible, I only check my email at 11 a.m. and at 4.30 p.m. If there is an emergency this policy doesn't take care of, you may call me. What? Greg, there's no way I can do that. You have no idea what I do. I have to be accessible. I have to answer emails. You just don't understand. You're right. I don't know exactly what you do. And maybe this wouldn't work exactly for you. But think about how you do your email right now and... Could you reduce it that would really help your day? Could you check your email three times a day? I can't imagine unless you're a customer service person that you really need to be checking your email more than four times a day. Because think about that. That means you're checking it every two hours of your workday. And if you're checking more than that, how do you ever get any deep work done? See, to me, you explain it to your colleagues that you really need to focus on this important work. So Send out an all-staff email explaining this, why you're doing it, and then try it for two weeks. It will change your life. All right, so now that we've got this thing started, let's ramp it up. Let's get to the point where we can eliminate, automate, delegate, and negotiate. Now, these are concepts I'm sure you've dabbled with a time or two, but I really like how Jennifer White describes them in her book, Work Less, Make More. Let's start with eliminate. That's step number three. How often is a need to really a need to? Could you make it a get to or I don't have to? Look at the list you made on how you've been spending your time. What can you eliminate to create more time for what really energizes and excites you? Now, if you're about to say nothing, Greg, then you need to look again. And check that attitude, Buster. All of us do some non-essential activities. Remember the 80-20 rule. 20% of our activities produce 80% of our results. So let's get rid of some of the stuff that doesn't work. Now, if you're really worried you're going to miss something, try this. Stop doing a few of the activities you think might not be very important and see what happens. Did anyone notice? Did you really lose anything? What do you do to fill time and feel productive instead of doing what you know you need to do? We all do that sometimes too, right? So stop doing it. It's really simple and very effective. I bet 20 to 50% of what you're currently doing you really don't need to do, or you could do a lot less of it. You have to say no to the good so you can say yes to the great. Steve Jobs said focus is all about saying no. That's one of the ways to get more time. If some of these things are bad habits you picked up and it's really hard to break them, I get it, man. It is hard to break bad habits. Get the books Atomic Habits and The Power of Habit. 
Those have some great, great ideas on how to create new good habits that will help you break the old ones. Step four, automate. What do you do every day, week, month that could be automated? Maybe with your smartphone or your laptop. You know, when you put those two things together, you've got more power than kings used to have. Research what software programs and apps can help you automate. Many of them are free. Man, they do save you a lot of time. Here are just a few ideas for apps and software that help automate tasks that I've used. Uh, IFTTT, Zapier, Jotform, Microsoft Power Automate. If you're in sales, Insightly CRM, Robotask, EventBot, Evernote, Google Calendar, Calendly, Shoebox, Dropbox, Contact Form 7, and on and on and on. Find the ones that work for you. And how about creating some email templates for frequently asked questions and situations? Here's what I mean. Write a great thank you email. Save it as a template. And the next time you need to thank somebody, you just spend a minute or two personalizing it. Then you're hitting send. Sweet. Do the same thing for every type of email you tend to write repeatedly. And is it a huge time saver? And remember what Mozart said. The shorter way to do many things is to only do one thing at a time. Focus. Hey, you can also cluster your tasks. A close cousin to automation is clustering, grouping, batching, whatever you want to call it. This is where you take your simple tasks and you do them all at the same time instead of allowing them to constantly interrupt your day. Now, I do this with email, snail mail, voicemail, and more. If I'm using social media, I create all my posts at one time and then schedule them out via Hootsuite. And then they go out at different times throughout the week and I just spend one day working on that for the entire week. I do the same thing when I'm working on ideas for blog posts or podcasts. What task can you use clustering with? I love what Thoreau said. It's not enough to be busy. So are the ants. The question is, what are we busy about? Step five, delegate. Check your list of how you're currently spending your time one more time. And look for the tasks that need to get done that you either don't like to do, you're not good at doing, or just aren't the best use of your time. How many of these tasks could you delegate to somebody else? Now, almost all of us could delegate more, so why don't we? And I think it's because we think no one can do it as well as we can. Now, sometimes that's true, but often it's because we don't invest the time to train someone to do it the way we want it done. It is going to take a while to train somebody to get them really good at it. Have you ever tried this? Have you ever tried to delegate something, spend a couple of minutes with somebody explaining what you want, and then you get all upset when the results aren't exactly what you were hoping for? Well, you got to take some responsibility for that. You got to spend the necessary time explaining and training so that that person then is able to do the task as well, if not better than you. Yes, I said better than you. It is possible if you train them well and give them time to practice. You're going to save so much more time from that point on. It's an investment, yes, but it is worth it. You also have to let go of this idea that the way you do it is the only right way to do it. Take on the mindset that as long as the job gets done well, who cares if it's done a different way? Another reason we don't delegate as much is we don't have the staff to handle it, right? Well, there's a couple options for that. If you work for someone else, go to your boss and explain how much more productive and profitable you can be for the company if she could help you delegate these tasks to someone better fitted for them. Offer to do it on a trial basis so she can see how much more productive you will be on the things that matter most, and that is key. Once you prove yourself, she's going to have no problem letting you delegate more. Now, if you're self-employed, why not outsource like the big boys do? And if you say, well, Greg, that costs a lot of money, there are a ton of outsourcing companies in and out of the U.S. that can do virtually anything you need done. 
Do an internet search for outsourcing websites. Here are just a few. People Per Hour, Guru, Upwork, Elance, Fiverr, TopTall, Outsource. I've been outsourcing for many different tasks, and I've been really pleased with the cost, quality, and speed of the work. Now, I recommend using a company with many employees rather than just one person. And that way, if one person quits or gets fired, somebody's on vacation, your work still gets done. Prove William Penn wrong when he said, Time is what we want most, but what we use worst. Step six, negotiate. If an offer, opportunity, or request comes your way that doesn't fit your strengths or the best use of your time, don't immediately say yes. Take a little time and figure out the best way to handle it. Could you simply say no? No, I can't do that. Well, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Could you explain what part you could do really well and why you think, you know, maybe Susan or Bob would be perfect to handle this other part? Could you take on a different project in exchange for the one that doesn't fit you? You know, I'd really like to do this project over here because I really think that fits my skill set. Could we have someone else do this project? You know, I mean, negotiate. When you explain how this is going to help everyone, you'll be surprised how often your counteroffer is accepted. You know, you really do have all the time you need to do what you were born to do. Don't waste it. Step seven, spend 80% of your time doing what you do best and what you love to do. Congratulations. You have cleared away so much from your life that you don't really need to do. You still have the same 24 hours in every day, just like everybody else. But now you have much more control over how you will use them. You can focus on what you do and like best. Now, here's a great way to plan out each workday. In the evening, prepare for your next day. Ask yourself, what is the most important thing that if I got it done tomorrow would make the biggest difference to my business? Decide on it. Getting this one thing done would make your day a success. That's what you're looking for here. Now, if you finish that, what's the next most important thing you will get done? And if you finish that, what is the next most important thing you will get done? I wouldn't go much further than that. Don't overbook your day. Now, I know you might have little to-do tasks that you got to get done, but I'm talking about the big, deep work stuff. Don't overbook your day because that leads to frustration and stress and not your best work. Then we come to the next day. And guess what you're going to do? Your most important thing until it's done. Now, I know sometimes things come up. But you need to schedule time for your most important activities or something will always come up. Have you ever noticed things come up should not be on your calendar? At the minimum, work on this most important thing for an hour. Then take a break for anything that requires your attention and then repeat the process. And then if time remains, you do the next most important thing on your list. But get the most important thing done. That is a game changer. Step eight. Greg, you said there were seven steps. I know. Step eight. Bonus step, celebrate a great day. Go for a walk with your spouse, read a book to your kids, go out for dinner, eat some boiled peanuts and watch a martial arts movie. Greg, that's only what you like to do. Okay, right. Sorry about that. Do what you love. Have a little mini celebration. And here's a question for you to email me or put in the Spotify voicemail. What strategies do you use to help you have more time for what's most important to you? Let's go. If this podcast resonates with you, I've got a favor to ask and a gift to give. Subscribe or follow and rate the show and get three people to listen. Ask them to get three people to listen. Once you've done that, email me personally, greg at gregorybnap.com. Let me know you've done it and I will give you a gift.